0: Hey there, this is Amy Schmidauer and I'd like to welcome you to Vlog Boss Radio. I remember I spoke in Scotland last year and I had the enormous pleasure of opening keynote at the Content Marketing Academy. And another friend of mine was the closing keynote at that same event. I sat down with Mark Schaefer while we were in Scotland. We actually have the same birthday, which you'll hear more about. <laughs> and uh, about, about the fact that we sat down and had some milkshakes and celebrated. But, you know, he sat down and, and, and really... Coached me on some really great things about writing my first book. You know, this was, you know, six months or something before Vlog Like a Boss came out. And he was just an enormous help. So it turns out we end up putting out a book around the same time. You know, my book came out on January 31st this year, his book came out in February. And his book is called Known, and it is very focused on building your personal brand, and it really is a manual, very similar to the fact that my book is a manual for using video for that same purpose. And it was just so incredible the number of things we aligned on in each of our books. And we just were talking to each other, and we're like, we need to like do something interesting and weird, like a double interview. We should interview each other at the same time because our books are so similar, and they go perfectly together for somebody who's thinking about building their personal brand. So that's what we did. And I wanted to share that here with you. We jumped on my Facebook page and we had a chat for about an hour. And it was a really, really insightful, sort of deep chat about personal branding, vulnerability, video, and all of those things that you need to consider as you're as you're diving into this space and trying to navigate, you know, how much of me do I need to share and how much of me actually matters to the person I'm doing this for. So I wanted to kind of bring that interview over and make it easier for you to listen over here on the podcast. So I'm going to play it for you today. Please remember that, yes, this is Facebook Live. I wish the quality of the audio was a little bit better, but unfortunately, you know, this is what we have to deal with with live streaming these days. Um, It's not bad. I'm just sort of disappointed in general. So I'm letting you know, (laughs) like, really, this is what live streaming still sounds like in 2017. Anyway, I I think it's totally worth your time. And uh, big, big ups to Mark Schaefer for taking the time to do this with me. Uh, we agreed afterward that our chemistry, you know, is so good on this that we might have to come back and do a part two. So you let me know. You be the judge of that. Take a listen here uh, to the double interview between myself and the one and only Mark Schaefer. What's up, socials? Welcome to Facebook Live. We're doing something really fun and interesting today. I'm very excited to have a friend sitting alongside of me for this chat uh, you might remember last year I had the opportunity to open a keynote for the Content Marketing Academy in Edinburgh, Scotland, and the friend joining me today was closing keynote at that same event. And we actually found out we had a lot of things in common on that trip. I would like to welcome best-selling author of all the books, Mark Schaefer, including the Content Code, The Tao of Twitter, Born to Blog, and now Known. Known is out there to. How are you, Mark?
1: I could not be better, especially at this moment sharing this virtual platform with you.
0: I know, isn't this fun? We're like, it is
1: fun. It's it's sense. it's oh, awesome. <laughs> technology is good.
0: I know, technology is so good. So what we found out about ourselves, first of all, I and and I think Rob's gonna share a couple of, of images for us so we can reminisce. Rob from Enlightened Audiovisual, Aww. thank you so much for your help today. Mm-hmm. So both you and I uh, were speakers at the Content Marketing Academy in Scotland last year, and I think we had so much fun. I don't know about you, but that community is just so incredible. Chris Marr just puts on a great event every year. You're actually going back this year.
1: I I am. I'm going back, and um, yeah, I, it's just, I agree. I mean, of all the events I've been to, it seems like I've, I've kept in touch with more people from that conference than almost... Any conference I've ever been to, they really went out of their way to include me as part of their community there. So if you get a chance to go, uh, it's uh, first week in June mm-hmm. in uh, in Scotland again, and uh, yeah, Amy and I had a great time there. We 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 rocked we rocked the milkshakes there, didn't we? We
0: did. Well, what's funny is you know, it's the first week of June. We uh, both we have the same birthday, June seven and uh, we actually celebrated. Uh,
1: the- there's the milkshake picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we
0: decided, We were like, well, let's go have a chat. We hadn't really had like a proper chat, just one-on-one and we thought why not have hard milkshakes in Scotland to celebrate Because
1: that- Amy and I, we party all night long.
0: Yes, we did. That was just the beginning of the evening.
1: <laughs> we, turned, we turned Scotland on its head.
0: Oh, we were party animals. On we? its
1: head. We had a milkshake buzz for a couple hours after that. <laughs> it was rough it was rough
0: the thing i think i enjoyed most about that is we actually sat down and not that oddly enough but oddly enough we were talking about me writing my first book and you gave me so much great insight on we talked about everything from the issues of self-publishing to just effectively writing a book and what sort of environments we we like um and in those the way that we like to do things i guess i had to basically set aside the time completely to write a book yeah. uh, and so that's the environment i found myself in for my first one i don't know what it'll be like for the second one but i'm not really thinking about that yet but i really appreciate the time mm-hmm. that you took to sit down with me and talk to me as a very experienced published author and then um uh, we ended up having our books come out right around the same and, uh-
1: I love your book. I love Thank your you. book. I, I love I, your I almost, book. I almost no, no no no. I love your book.
0: Oh, stop it! Stop
1: no, 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 it. no 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 no. It's fab.
0: Fabulous, <sighs> darling. Okay, so if that is
1: one know. word I did not use in my book that you used in your book multiple times. That's true. Actually, I think one of your chapter headings is something. I never used the word fabulous in my book, but so I learned something from you. Well,
0: there you go. It's a fabulous word. Oh, yes. Sorry.
1: And yeah. I know, I mean, I, I almost read the thing in in one sitting. I mean, it's a fast read. It's a quick read. Yeah. And um, so we're going to kind of do dueling interviews today, dueling yeah. interviews. Yes. And I, I, I want to start because okay, one of the things that was so profound to me, in this book, and 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 really moving in a way, was there were so many parallels between our books. Really, I wow. think we both had a message of, of, of hope, of courage. Uh, we wanted to address people's fears and encourage them. But the thing that that just meant so much to me was one of the things in, I found in my book, the people who really overcome and sustain and make it is a sense of purpose. And I was just, I just couldn't believe it when I saw this in your book too. You called it finding your why. Mm-hmm. And as I was interviewing people for my book, I started hearing this every time. I do this because it's helping others. I do this because I know I'm making an impact. Then I saw this on your book and my heart just leapt out of my chest. So tell me a little bit more about how you got to that, how you got to that same place that I got to in, in my book.
0: Well, I think it just goes back to everything. Like if you decide to, to take the initiative in your life, to decide, especially when you decide to own a business, but even if you don't decide to do that, if there's just something that you want to do and you're intentional about that thing, there's a reason for it. And ideally that why isn't for those superficial reasons, you know, like, oh, we hear everybody's making lots of money on the internet. That's a why. No, that's not a why. Literally one of the first reasons why I wanted to work for myself was because I hated leaving my dog at home every day. That was one why that I had, you know, and I think you have to remember these things that matter to you. I want more flexibility. I want more freedom. I want to decide the life that I lead and therefore the work around it. Uh, With video, the why for me was so important that I, I just knew I was leveraging a tool that I used well and could communicate my message with. And by doing that, I was able to stand out. But more importantly, I was affecting people one by one. I was letting them meet me and feel sort of what it was like to interact with me, even if they Mm -hmm. could never talk to me in real life or could never afford to hire me or whatever the case may be. And that was enough for me to show up every day. It wasn't oh, I, got, I finally got a 1,000 subscribers. That's not enough of a why. And I think too many people get started specifically on the video journey with these vanity metrics is sort of what we're calling them in mind because... Um, we think that's the metric for success here, and that's not going to be sustainable for you as a human to be intentional and purposeful in the things that you want to do and, and actually feel as though you're fulfilled in that capacity. So I think that's why that was such an important thing for me to present off the bat, because it's it doesn't matter what you decide to do. If you're doing it well and you're working really hard, it may or may not be a long road. And it certainly can be for video, unless you do something wildly ridiculous, which I love how you talk about in the book, like, oh, if you wanna go viral or whatever the case may be and known. I mean, there are so many parallels. The why is so important because you need to decide what success looks like for you mm-hmm. and stay true to that. Otherwise it's never gonna feel successful to you in the long run.
1: Well, one of the things I just love about that, Amy, and it's one of the things that you made such an impact on me whenever we met in Scotland, because I could tell this about you. I mean, you really are approaching this with heart. And one of the myths I see in our world today is that a lot of people starting out building their personal brand, thinks think it's all about me. Mm-hmm. And to them, it's just like amplifying me and what you realize and what the leaders in, in, in my book realize is that it doesn't start with you it starts with them Mm -hmm. you have to elevate others and you say this so clearly in your book about how you like to make people laugh and you like to be you like to get that feedback you love to educate and you I, i mean i think that's 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 clear that you are emerging as a real leader in this field because you believe in that you begin by elevating others and that and just that comes through in your book too so it was it was awesome it's one of the thank best you. parts of your book
0: thank you i i and i think that comes from and i know you probably read the chapter about my first book or my first um video i think when you really are making something special and you want that emotion of the other person and you work hard for that, like you can't help but have the purpose of doing things for others. Like even if it's just a little bit selfishly, like I just want them to feel how awesome this is. That makes you look out for them and makes you think about where they are right now and what actually would make the difference. So maybe it started in a place of of um, a little bit of selfishness, but it really is about the other person.
1: Yeah, Otherwise, and that, that came through in, in, my, in, in my interviews is that many of the people who really make it, that sense of purpose comes later. They started you know without really knowing and then all of a sudden they realized they were having this this impact and that's what you have to have to keep you going yeah. when you're tired, when you're sick uh, you know when uh, you know you're you're feeling a little bit off that day. Yeah. but just to know I can't let these people down, I'm here for a purpose. Yeah.
0: Well, before I ask you a question now, I just want to say we are doing this live. And I just have a very hard time looking at the chat at the same time as chatting yeah. with Mark. So uh, Rob's helping me a ton. I'm going to give a shout out to Mia, Nanette, fans in the house. Hi, Ursula. Hello, Meg, Alex, Steve, Madeline, Justin, Pete, Jennifer, Susie, Nicole. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying this. Hopefully you have picked up a copy of both of our books um, So we're basically cross interviewing each other because they were so close to to um, You know, we didn't even collaborate We didn't even tell each other what we were writing But somehow we read both of e- each other's books and we just found so many things in common So let me talk to you about yours if, if you guys haven't seen yet known is out on Amazon go get it and similar to how mine vlog like a boss is the manual for getting started with video to elevate your personal brand mark wrote the handbook on on building your personal brand so this is really big so make sure you pick up a copy of his book um but they go so well together and you even talk about video in known and how important that is but what i want to get into and i think what i found most interesting is how we sort of uh Uh, The parallels, although we have sort of our own way of talking about it, but the parallels in defining where you want to be and the type of content you want to create. So um, this getting started approach with building the brand, you talk about two things. There's place and there's space. Can you elaborate a little bit on on what these things are and why people need to figure out what they are for them in order to get started efficiently and not just sort of floundering about and trying to find their passion?
1: Yeah, right. Right. Uh, that, well, that, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is a mistake that people make today is, you know, follow your passion, follow your dream without a plan. And it's perfectly fine to have a passion and to have a dream, but you also have to have a sense of where you fit in this big world, where you fit in this big ecosystem. and something that you hit very hard in your book too. I think the words you use were something about you have to find a space that you can own. Mm -hmm. And so in my book, I have exercises to actually help you figure out uh, number one, what is your place? What is your voice? What are you going to be known for? And I separate this idea of passion versus sustainable interest. Now, sometimes they overlap. But the two words here is number one, interest. It has to be something that you love because you're gonna be spending a long time with this. Number two, is it sustainable? Is there an audience out there for you? That's why most businesses fail. That's why most people fail in their personal branding efforts because they're doing something not enough people really care about. So going through these exercises will help. And then the idea about space. You know, I talk about content and the importance of video, basically, there, there, there are three different types of what I call rich content. Audio, like a podcast, video, or writing. And in some cases, visual like Instagram too. Mm-hmm. But to really have a voice of authority, I think it's gotta be writing, video, or audio, to be honest with you. And so this seems very overwhelming to some people. Yes. And my view is pick one, mm-hmm. just pick one, start, begin. <laughs> Uh, step out there and um, you're going to be better six months from now. It's going to be easier six months from now, Mm -hmm. but that will never happen unless you begin. And don't worry. Don't, don't worry what everybody else is doing. So this person has a blog and a podcast and don't worry about that. Just pick one master it, build your audience there. First I blogged for four and a half years before I started a podcast because i didn't want to do anything that would deteriorate the quality of my blog because for my audience i will never let them down and if i do something that will let my audience down the whole thing is ruined
0: exactly i i'm so glad that you said that because so many times um i i not only get the question should i be doing this that and Mm -hmm. the other thing Mm -hmm. but i'll even get the question should i have more than one youtube channel and it's just like can you nail one thing, just right. one thing down? And yeah. I actually wonder how useful that blog, all that blogging time was when you did launch the podcast. Were you not able to then test out your, your best content and say, well, why don't we kick it off with that on the podcast? Cause that yeah. did really well on the blog.
1: Absolutely, I mean, you've already
0: done all this measurement about what resonates with people because you yeah. stay focused
1: on the one. Yeah. So I want, I want to ask you kind of a, a personal question. Okay. About this book. I've often talked about writing a book. Now, writing a book, as you've done very bravely, very boldly, is a way to kind of supercharge your personal brand. But I've often told people this is the ultimate personal risk. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You're putting yourself out there in a way that you can't take back. Yeah. You can't say, whoops, didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. and even though I was really proud of my book I believed in my book you never really know till it gets out there I know. and you start get feeling this reward so I want to ask you about the psychology your psychology yeah as you went through this process uh, tell me about the intense feelings the, the personal courage it took to do something so permanent and put yourself out there in a very, very, you know, a, really a very vulnerable way.
0: I, this is what's interesting to me that you asked this because when I was reading your book, I was thinking if I were just getting started and I was not known, I think I would have had a really hard time reading the part about writing a book because mm-hmm. i believe that you're right that this is a huge risk
1: huge in the digital
0: age mm-hmm. when we are so used to be able to put something out there that theoretically you can delete now there are not a lot of things i have deleted um if i really messed up grammatically on a tweet i will delete it uh, but for the most part i don't delete old videos and everybody asks me about that so yes this was a huge psychologically it was massive i uh, I started writing the book. I didn't like how it was going, and I knew I had to reapproach. And my reapproach came from sort of I was inspired by actually Jay Bear because I really liked how he took an idea for a book. But I fully believe you shouldn't create a product unless you know perfectly well people want it. And so, with the privilege of being a speaker, I took the book idea and I put it on the stage and I said, you know, if this is going to be well-received in the venue I currently have, and in a way that maybe I'm already getting paid, or I'm already able to test a captive and and targeted audience, then I know that I can carry this forward. And so I liked that model that Jay did. You know, he'll put something in his keynote before he writes the book on it. So that was what I focused on doing before I finally wrote down and and, and got this book done, because I just needed the affirmation
1: Hmm. of- Very interesting.
0: This is what I want. And you know that as a speaker, because you get off stage and they're like, where can we buy your book? Sign the book. And I'm like, I make online videos. Yeah. Go watch them for free. But no, you yeah. can't tell people what the medium is. So psychological, it was tough. And when yeah. I found out about the first typo, I think <laughs> I sat here and I was like, oh God. I was like, how did I get that metric wrong? This hey, is awful. Hey,
1: I gotta tell you something funny, Amy. I I, when I published my book I went through this soft launch and you know I sweated every sentence in that book I sweated every word because I wanted to create a book not that was not just was useful but something that was beautiful that was really fun to read I sweated everything I sent a copy to my mother an early copy to my mother she called me up and she said well, you know, you got a mistake in the first sentence in the book.
0: <laughs> like, Mom, I put that there
1: for you. <laughs> I was a- I was able to correct it because it was still in soft launch. But uh, but thank you know you know I, I had a great editor that I worked with. But I you know I added a few things like the dedication that the editor never saw and just about everything I added. I <laughs> had a mistake in it. So anyway, oh, funny. God.
0: I know. I, it's it's a privilege to have learned how to communicate effectively as a marketer, both because I started with video. And when you're on YouTube and there's not a lot of time to keep people's attention, you learn how to speak quickly. And I think that's that's part of the reason why I've been able to grow a captive audiences. I didn't mess around. I gave the advice as quickly as I could. But then converting that to the stage, you know, no one's calling out your grammar errors when you're speaking in video or on stage. But yeah, the the whole idea of putting it in writing and not knowing how to potentially say a sentence the actual English way was a lot of things. So editing and beta readers, that was a big piece of this big shout out to the people who joined in the recent moments, Roberta Blake, John, Marie, Helene, uh, Patricia, Nico, Alm, and Corinne, Julia, and Gareth. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. If you find this to be fun and exciting, we invite you to share. And um, if you are not aware, we're chatting today with Mark Schaefer because the two of us put out our book in the last months, and they are very, very, friendly to each other it's all about building your personal brand and making video because that's what you got to do in 2017 so thanks to all of you who are watching oh my gosh we have lots of people watching almost 100 people thank you so much for being here so I think um I wanted to say something earlier and I couldn't find the highlight and I'm like dang it I love how you talked about you know Get focused. Get started with something. And the specific example of an interview that you did with some was somebody that does uh, men's style video. And how he literally said, like, I just committed to doing two hundred videos in two hundred days. And you know, the first one was terrible, and then they got better. And I was like, okay, literally, if that like I could have copy pasted this into my book because yeah. that's. Yeah. Exactly- what we talk about is right your your first writing how good was it your first podcast how how great was it but it's the progression and that journey the audience enjoys it but it doesn't matter it's simply the fact that you're presenting value and staying focused around that that's how you become known that's how you become the go-to resource that's how you become indispensable to this community and that is where you're really going places. It's not the number of followers. It's literally influence and it's not calling yourself an influencer. It is real conversion. It is real influence because you have let them know they can trust you and that you are looking out for them. What is it that you're doing? And, and you can't do that. You can't accomplish that. You can't eat the whole animal. You have to take it one bite at a time. And you have to be very focused about how you get that eating done. And, and that's why I completely and utterly agree with you about approaching one thing at a time and knocking that out of the park. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we, we aligned on that because I think there's a lot of people that would say, Well, you need this and you also need these things to complement it. And I just, I don't think that that's true. It's not a blanket scenario for everybody.
1: Right. And one of the things I talk about in my book is, is not just building an audience and followers, but really building an actionable audience. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you think about even, um, our experience, me and you, okay. So we were probably aware of each other through social media somehow. Um, and we got connected that way. But at that point, you and I are just weak relational links. Mm-hmm. What really makes a difference is then taking it to the next level and connecting through a Skype call uh, or just through an email exchange. You and I were lucky enough to see each other in real life uh, in, in Scotland. And now look at this. We're doing this collaboration together together. Um, we're building value together. So, you know, we're part of each other's actionable audience at this point. I mean, you know, I'll, I want to help you. You want to help me. And that's where this needs to lead to. Um, I have an example in, in a book where, you know, some link to a book was uh, tweeted by an influencer that had 3 million followers, and it sold zero books. Zero. Zero. Because the audience, there was no emotional connection there between the, the audience and that person and this piece of content. That is the ultimate goal, is the emotional connection. And uh, you know, video is, a, is an extremely important way to do that because you can see a face, you can hear a voice, mm-hmm. and you're building that emotional connection between you, your content, and an audience that leads to some business benefit.
0: So that that actually brings up an interesting, interesting point. And as the best-selling author of, of the Tao of Twitter, I, I want to ask this question now. Because obviously building these social followings is helping sort of the overall funnel, right, of like mm. where we can let people know about what we're doing. Right. But maybe, maybe it was a video on Twitter, but there's something about the fact that the link was shared. And there's not enough. Let's say I, I paid that guy to tweet that, right? There's not enough social proof there, just Mm -hmm. in one line of a tweet to to contribute to sales. But for some reason, if let's say you paid an influencer and and you were on video and you found a way to make a valuable piece of content together and the call to action was to buy the book, you might see sales. Yeah. Because there's something there then emotionally.
1: Absolutely. Because they see the person they must recommend. If I go on Twitter today and say, hey everybody, you know, I've got a new book out. It, it, it's not going to do too much. But if I go on my blog and say, Hey everybody, I have a new book out. Boom. Everything will explode because these are the people who, who know me. They trust me. I've blogged twice a week for nine years. Mm. You know, I've n- never missed and I've, I've been consistent. I have delivered value. And so these are people who it, it's an, it's an actionable audience. Mm-hmm. So, so now it's my turn to ask a question of you. No, right? no, no!
0: I have to go somewhere with that. Hold on. No, let okay. me go somewhere with that because it's, that led perfectly into my next question. Okay. You said twice a week for nine years. Yes. So, if someone's just getting started, they're like, seriously.
1: Well, what one of one of the things I talk about,
0: like consistency, yeah. like that's a lot of consistency. What do you yeah. say to someone that's like, I've got real work to do? Right. I don't, I don't have time for the marketing because I'm doing the real work. Yeah. What do you say to somebody that isn't patient enough to wait? And you didn't have to wait nine years to have influence. but it. that's how long it's been. That's how long you've been consistent. That's just like icing on the cake. What do you say to someone that's like, this is, this is going to take too long?
1: Well, I mean, I addressed that very directly in, in the book. Cause I wanted this to be a very practical book. And One of the things that frustrates me is that we live on this web Mm -hmm. where it seems like if you're not in the process of being remarkable, you're crap. Mm. Mm. And I think that's awful. And the fact of the matter is this does take time. It does take work. And you are a perfectly worthy person. Uh, You can be an amazing person and not have a profound social media presence. Maybe it's just not your time. Uh, And I think we have to, you know, in in my book, if something's hard to do, I say, this is hard to do. If if something takes a lot of time, I say, this takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I don't sugarcoat it. And the fact of the matter is, I interviewed almost 100 people for my book who are known in all kinds of different situations, in banking, in education, in fashion, in real estate. And on average, it took them two and a half years for their brand to really tip, Mm. to really start getting traction. I don't know what your experience is, when, when you started feeling something's happening here. But for me, it was probably between year two and year three when things really started to, to, to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and the one thing that you talked about in your book was the impact of Gary Vaynerchuk on your career, mm-hmm. which is one way to make things faster, mm-hmm. to work with um, influencers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in my book, the people on the low end of the curve who made it before two and a half years had some help along the way from influencers. Sure but it does take time. And yes. I think you have to assess, is this the right time for me? And if it's not, that's perfectly okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's so huge. The social proof and the influence opportunity that you can have in presenting value to someone so that they can lend you some of theirs is great, but it still comes down to the fact that you are facilitating a relationship with your own community. And as they are getting to know you, there's only so, so fast you can go in right. actually making a connection with a human being. There, which
1: there's is, there's no shortcut.
0: Like that yeah.
1: There's no so, shortcut.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I wanted to say that and I'm sorry I cut you off from asking me a question because it was just, it went so perfectly with the fact that nine years sounds like a long time. I'm coming up on my 10 year anniversary on YouTube. I mean, you it go. doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter how long it takes or how long you're willing to do it. I mean, you need to be consistent. If you want Mm -hmm. to remembered, you need to be remembered by actually making yourself memorable. People see me market myself online all the time, but they don't see behind the scenes, the thank you notes, the phone calls, the text messages, the emails I send to real people just saying, hey, how are you? You know, we know each other. Let's continue to know each other better. We met at a conference. You know, we were introduced by somebody. I admire you. Whatever that thing is, because we're building networks in lots of different places that are going to help us grow. And it's not so simple even as just being consistent on a blog. There are so yeah. many things you have to do. Yeah. But no matter what those things are, consistency is key.
1: It, it, it is. And that was actually, you know, I... I worked on this book for 14 months. I lived it and breathed it every day. So I got like the equivalent of a master's degree in personal branding Mm -hmm. by, Mm -hmm. by spending so much time on this. And one of the things I learned was the incredible power of consistency. And when I, when I interviewed people for the book, the last question I asked everyone was if you could give one piece of advice, to encourage people to be known one, you know, one little nugget, what would it be? Almost every person had a version of the word, consistency, resilience, Mm. tenacity. And, uh, you know, the, the, there was a, a woman, uh, she became a writer. She's living on the Prairie in the middle of nowhere in Colorado and used the amazing technology we have available to us to become known. And she said, you know, Consistency overcomes a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. Consistency overcomes a lot of deficits. And I heard that over and over again. It's just, you know, you just got to keep on plugging. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, there was one line in your book Mm -hmm. that just kind of maybe stopped in my tracks. And I wish you would have gone into this more. Ooh, what is it? You said, 5% of this gig is personality. And I thought, oh, whoa, whoa. wait, 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 what do you mean by that? Uh, <laughs> tell me more about that, because that, that, that really took me by surprise, especially in the video world. Yeah, in the blogging world, mm-hmm. I can kind of hide behind the scenes, sure, hide yeah. behind WordPress. But in video, I think a lot of that emotional connection does come from personality. So that line just, it took me by surprise. Tell me more about what you meant by that.
0: Okay, well, this is, this is, and I, and I, this does hold people up a little bit and maybe I should have elaborated on this more, but that's my way of saying like, please don't be held back by the personality that you have because it is 5% because the other 95% is talent and your personality is the only one you get. So here's a great example. Like the the online world right now, it feels as though you need to be sort of like this eccentric, loud, excitable person in order to get attention. that's not the case i mean there's plenty of people that maybe seem like they could have been brighter or louder or more exciting and still had a crazy large audience bob ross comes to mind right i mean we all loved watching bob ross paint right but there wasn't a whole lot of personality there i mean it was just sort of a painting so i mean that's five percent so the rest of it is truly talent and when you're developing talent, those are all things you can work on. Those are all things like consistency and, and continuing to just build on your expertise and your skill set so that you can get better. When I first started with video, I had the same personality, but maybe not as effective of delivery or uh, I wasn't as good at communicating my point in a short period of time. Um, and now I'm much better at that. And now I'm even good enough to, to take that and, and speak on a stage and that's a, that's a whole different animal. But by building my talent in one form of communication, it sort of crossed over. So I, I say that because so many people get hung up on that you're supposed to be a certain type of person to be on video. And it's Mm. just not the case. Mm. There's plenty of people who are not necessarily our jam, that have the personality that they have and are extremely successful with what they do. And their personality works because it's in line with the community that they are attracting. So that's why I say it's only 5% because it's just what you've got to work with. You were born with it, it's the only one you get. If you try to be somebody different on camera, it's not going to pan out for you in the end. I'll never forget, uh, I met somebody in the social space who is the time was was someone i think that was somewhat of a leader and i'm not going to name names but chose the route of social media in their career which means you have to be somewhat social but when i met that person in real life and i walked up to shake his hand i like i was treated so poorly and i was so con- i was like why is this happening i was like does he think i'm a groupie or something like what is going on and i it was truly introversion as an excuse mm. at work mm. and
1: mm.
0: as the two of us i believe are are introverts on some level people don't believe me when i say that
1: yeah i, am an yeah. Intro- yeah. I
0: need to come home and mm-hmm. and not be around people in order to then go out the next day and be around people or get on camera and and present myself just because that's what i need for myself but i'm not going to use that as an excuse yeah. it's my personality but that's just the way it is. It That's a mean,
1: really good explanation. Person. Yeah, that's a really good explanation.
0: I. That's how it is. I mean, yeah. when you're an introvert, you you are exerting energy as you interact with other people. When mm-hmm. you're an extrovert, mm-hmm. you're thriving off of that energy. Is that just the? the uh, in my opinion, that's like the the difference.
1: Yeah, and it it's it's you interesting. Be
0: presentable.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> another that's another parallel we really had in our books, because um, I, I've one of the studies I'd love to see sometime is to compare like success on social media with your Myers-Briggs personality type. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have a theory that maybe extroverts would do better. But every time I talk about something like that, the introverts, uh, they push back and they say, wait a minute, there's a, there's a, there's a place for, for everything. And I, and as an introvert, I love being on social media because I can interact at my pace in my way Mm -hmm. so I do think that there is a place for every type of personality on there I kind of prefer blogging because I can think about it a little bit more I can take a little bit more time with it you know rather than you know being more extemporaneous on snapchat or something like that uh but uh that's why I'm not a snapchat star (laughs) Because I won't wear the clown nose. You don't have
0: to be eccentric. Early. I
1: won't wear the clown nose. That's the thing <laughs> That's the thing I got to okay. get over. I find that to be
0: totally acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, we're chatting away. But before we get too uh, too deep, because I have more questions, um, and uh, hopefully you have a couple more, too, because I'm, I'm having so much fun chatting with you. But um, we actually decided to give a couple of copies away of our book. And I'm really excited to announce Emily Wolf and Megan Monahan won copies of our books. So we wanted to do something kind of fun here to sort of break up our chat. And we actually have a live correspondent coming in from FedEx office, one and only Vincenzo Landino, who is helping us to get those books out in the mail. Vin?
1: Hey, Emily and Megan, you guys both won a copy of the books i'm here with amanda from fedex office
0: there you go they're on their way
1: thanks guys <laughs> i'm so oh, impressed i'm so, so impressed. impressed that you have correspondence amy
0: <laughs> oh you know it's because i'm known
1: <laughs> that's what i aspire i aspire to have my own uh my own staff to uh to do live cuts from the from the the i guess of fedex yeah I'm
0: very, very yeah. fortunate to have a thoughtful and camera ready, beautiful fiance, Vincenzo Landino who helped me ship those books. Cause he's like the guy for shipping. I, I literally hate the post office and all those things, but he was like, I'm heading over to FedEx office and I'm going to get these books out there and we'll make it fun. So congratulations, Emily and Megan. Um, we're so excited that you uh, wanted to be a part of this. So thank you. All right. Well. Tell me how writing this book was different than than all the other books that you have on that bookshelf back there.
1: Well, this was my uh, it was it was my sixth book, and um, I'm really I mean I, I I'm really proud of of the books that I wrote, but this one was different. And some after I published the book, <clears throat> something amazing happened that I did not expect. Whenever I publish a book, people will say, oh, wow, this was a great book. It had so many great uh, ideas in it. I'm going to put this to use in my business. But here's what happened this time. I started getting messages from people that said things like, this was the most inspiring book I've ever heard. This book has changed my life. My, My wife and I listened to your book in the car. And talked about it four hours after it had ended. Oh my God! I didn't expect that. Wow! Um, and I think the difference is, Amy, that this is a book that has a lot of heart. Uh, a, a really, there's a lot of. It's an unusual business book that there's really kind of a a soul to it. I was interviewed the other day, and the person read the book, and he said, "This book has this emotional crescendo." we're just like builds and builds and builds. And as you get to the end of the book, there's like one story after another that just kind of beats the last one until you get to the end. And a a, a lady in New Jersey said, by the time I got to the end of your book, I was crying. I had to pull off the road. So I I didn't expect that. I mean, um, so it's really having a powerful emotional impact on people. Some of that was intentional and actually kind of leads to, to my next question for you in a way that at the in the introduction of, the, of, of this book, Known, I did something I've never done before. It was very, very difficult and it was a very hard decision. I revealed something dark about me, something painful about me, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was intentional about that. Mm -hmm. Because it was my way of saying, when I started my journey to become known, I was below where you are right now in your life. It was a verbal way of like putting my arm around the reader and saying, you know, I'm not talking from some mountaintop. I'm not talking from some altar. Mm -hmm. I was below you. So come on. Let's do this together. Let's go on this journey together. And also the emotional crescendo was intentional too, because I know I'm smart enough to know by now that a lot of people don't read a book cover to cover. (laughs) And so I wanted to reward people Mm -hmm. that if you keep going, it's going to lead to something amazing at the end. Just keep going you know, and, and uh, so I'm, I'm glad that that work paid off, but that was, that's something about this book that is much, much different from my other books. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because I just had this opportunity to interview so many amazing people. I was a stranger to them, mm-hmm. but they shared their stories with me. And that's what really made the book. Yeah. And that kind of leads to my next question for you because this is this was a very very interesting comment in your book and I wanted to I wanted to get it out specifically it says that um, that y- you said I have not embraced vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very very interesting comment mm-hmm. and I, I and I have some some my own position on that too in terms of how much people you know should spill their guts mm-hmm. but but in this world when everybody's talking about authenticity and authenticity and you got to be real this really stood out for me this phrase that you were very personal and and you said i have not embraced vulnerability so explain that talk a little bit about that how much you give how much we should give mm-hmm. and has that changed for you over time
0: so i said that because it was such a it was such a thing that was i knew was going to be consistently on the mind of the reader throughout yeah. if i'm going to be on video that's a vulnerable state i don't know if i could i could really handle that I don't know how to be how to act or how to be the right type of person for that. So to me, it was important to sort of address this concept of like be vulnerable because it's like people just say that and Mm -hmm. and nobody has any idea what that really is supposed to mean because it's like how far are you supposed to go with that really Mm -hmm. And, and you have to you have to make that decision for yourself as a brand and so I wanted to say that because as I was typing this whole thing, I was thinking, it just seems so weird to be like, just be open to this, be open to this kind of vulnerability of just, you know, being on camera. And at the same time, I'm thinking, although I have respected and embraced certain aspects of vulnerability, when I think about vulnerability on its own, just a thing that I'm supposed to embrace, I really haven't. And it's true, you know, I actually, I just, I want to be perfect. I want to get everything right. I want to be right about everything. I think these are all natural things that people feel. And I even remember, uh, I don't know why I think of this, but when I think of the type of person that I am and sort of the perfectionism that might happen sometimes, I think about when I took my first, driver's ed like time with the driver lady that she was supposed to teach me how to drive. <laughs> and um she did a fine job, but you know, obviously my first time I wasn't as good. And I remember coming back and and my mom kind of coming out to the car and like meeting us. And and she was like, how did it go? And and I was like, I'm not I'm not that good yet. And the driver's ed lady was like, she's working on it. She needs some more hours, like whatever and my mom was like well amy wants to be good at everything right at the beginning so that sounds about right and and i just rem- i remember that moment so vividly i was like do i really and it's true and so as i was writing that i was thinking how can i just sit here and, and tell people to embrace vulnerability like when in a lot of ways i have not yeah. i felt That was important for me to say because I don't know that I knew in that moment how to be as honest as I was about not embracing it. I couldn't give like a great example other than the fact that, of course, I want everything to be perfect before it's done. But I know that's not going to be the case. And if I would have waited Mm -hmm. perfect at video before I uploaded one for the first Mm -hmm. time, it just would never have happened. Because even when I started, there were far better pieces of art on YouTube than anything that I did. So I just felt that that was important for me to just say that, you know, it's, I feel like I said, you know, back then when I grew up, no one was talking about authenticity or vulnerability or all this stuff like inner center and just be you because it wasn't cool. And maybe it's because I'm thinking of high school and I don't think anybody wanted to be themselves in high school, but it was just like, I I just felt like I had to be true about that and, Mm -hmm. and let people know that I'm breaking down those walls when I have to too. And I'm currently going through that as I write this book. And I know that you're gonna have to go through that but I know this book won't be perfect so I'm going to publish it and I'm going to be okay with it and you need to know that in order for you to get better as a vlogger or as somebody that's building a personal brand you're not going to be you're not going to be perfect there are going to be vulnerable moments and I have found especially where it felt like the worst thing ever moments of vulnerability mm. in mm. my career they ended mm. up being mm. the ones of the deepest human connection
1: yes of, of that's anything. true
0: as much as I hate to say it, cause I still, I, know. I wish I know. it wouldn't have happened, but they were.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's the thing that I've found is I, you know I'm a very personal person, a private person. Mm-hmm. I don't like sharing a lot about, uh, you know what's going on with my family and so forth. I think that you and I, you know we both have those maybe German Midwestern roots Mm -hmm. uh, in our heritage. That's like, okay, you know, get over it. (laughs) Um, but the thing that I found Amy that I think maybe I'm hearing from you too, is that every time I push myself to open up a little bit, I am rewarded for that. And that does create some sort of profound, uh, emotional connection. So, um, I want to try an, an idea out on you. I've got this blog post that I'm that I'm writing and I I think kind of my position on this is I'm not the kind of person to really spill my guts, but I am strategically authentic. <laughs> is that does that makes sense? Because yes. what I want what I want to do, I think it's fair. For people to want to know a part of me, they need to know what I stand for. Yes. They need to know um, what I believe in. And so, I mean, I, I don't post a lot of family pictures, but every once in a while, I post a picture of me with my wife or we, me with my kids because I want to send a message mm-hmm. that I'm a happily married man. Mm-hmm. That is important to me, Mm -hmm. that I love my children. That's important to me. Mm -hmm. I might show doing work in the community or something like that. Mm -hmm. Not to say, oh, look at me, but I just think every once in a while, I want to show people what I stand for, that this is part of my life. And I think that's different than spilling your guts. I think authenticity in some ways is a very overused word because authenticity means... We're, all, we're always the same wherever we are. I think you can be congruent. I think you can be honest, but people don't really want to know. I don't think that you know. I'm feeling gassy today. Maybe you do. I don't know. Give me a little feedback here, Amy. But, no,
0: I totally agree. I, no, I totally yeah. agree. With that.
1: I mean, and and I think you you've got to create this balance mm-hmm. between our shiny best selves that we may post on Facebook every day Mm -hmm. and, and opening the kimono a little bit to shit. So say, you know, I'm sad today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something bad happened today. I'm feeling upset. I think that's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. because it invites people in. I do not want to be on a pedestal. I do not. And, and I can't help that because that is something that exists in other people's minds. But I want to, open up enough to show that we are equivalent, we're equal in our in our human condition. Yeah. You know, that I, we both, we, we all struggle, we all have questions, we all feel sad, we all suffer. And so just come on, let's just relate. Yeah. You, you know, you don't have to think of me as some author or something. I, I just want to relate to people as humans.
0: I, I totally agree with that. I think, I think we're, really close to the same and what we consider sort of a fair amount of authenticity Mm -hmm. Um, I I just I personally think that You know, I I have friends who who you know wish I would go to bat with them uh, Oh go to bat for them. Oh on some like Facebook timeline spat that's going on on someone's personal page Mm. to me there is no private social media. It doesn't matter if that's person's friends only. I, I am my personal brand everywhere I go. Everywhere, yes, exactly. Whether it's a, a, a Facebook page, a YouTube video, when I'm helping my community, when mm-hmm. I'm doing. Anything, mm-hmm. you know. I even like think it's weird to walk out of my apartment in pajamas, although I try to own that if I'm just checking the mail. But there's like that level of authenticity that you have to be okay with. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I was not okay with sharing my personal life for the the better first two thirds of yeah. of this stage of my career online mm-hmm. because I just felt like you never knew. You never knew what was what was gonna happen. I, I
1: think I think what we're both saying in a way is is to be intentional about it, to not really be reactive and to realize that everything you do and everything you don't do mm-hmm. sticks with you. Mm-hmm. It exactly. reflects it reflects on your brand. And this is something that I've been writing a lot about is is you know is to not intentionally politicize your brand in some way now if you want to be political Mm -hmm. if you if that is really you know your core and your brand well then by all means but be intentional don't just be reactive because people are watching they're observing and everything you do and everything you don't do that becomes what people think about you what they know about you that's what you become known for And, and you have to make a choice Right. You know, I think there's pressure out there to be vulnerable. There's pressure out there. And one of the things I say in my book is you're not a Snickers bar. You're not a brand that that is that is available to the public, that they can pluck off a shelf. Mm-hmm. You have to make your own choice. This is you. Right. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks thinks. Stay centered. Live in the place that's comfortable for you. make your own decisions about authenticity and what you choose, what I choose fits for me, but that's, that shouldn't put pressure on anybody else.
0: Absolutely. I think where people misstep and I think the classic, like easy way of saying this is like, don't talk about other people, but, it's not necessarily that. It's just that you are setting the stage for what you talk about when you decide to talk about a person, right? So vulnerability doesn't mean being honest about whether or not you 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 believe what someone else believes or you think they're doing the right thing. You know, talk about the issue or talk about the the area in which you feel is aligned with your brand for you to have to commentate about it. And and go there with it because I think that's respectable. But I think people struggle with vulnerability because they forget that when they decide to make somebody else vulnerable in some capacity by a move that they make, that that might come back on them. Most likely will because they decided to kind of play that way. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's where people are like, well, this isn't you know being vulnerable is not working out for me. This is a negative experience. I fully believe that what you put out into the world will come back. It mm-hmm. just will. Mm-hmm. So if it's that, if it's that negative energy or it's your thoughts on something negative happening, mm-hmm. you need to know that and be okay with it because you are aligning yourself with it. So I often I think this is the sort of long way of saying, you know, if you want to talk about politics and religion, then make that intentional decision. It's that you're gonna talk about politics or religion. Because those are two things that are really gonna isolate audiences that may be in your community
1: yeah but you
0: you make that decision because it's the right thing to do and that is where you're trying to go go to town but just because I worked in policy for a a party before I took this job and this career path doesn't mean that I think that those two things are fair fair thing to talk about in this current brand I don't Mm -hmm. talk about politics I don't think that that's fair because that's not what I'm here to do to present to you yeah. in in advance. You in this moment of your life or in your career, mm-hmm. so I don't think that that means I I don't deserve to have an opinion on it. But I, you know, in terms of policy, I exert my opinion by voting. So mm-hmm. that's how I do that. And and I think that people forget we weren't given this soapbox to go absolutely anywhere with. We were given a party to go to where we get to talk to people and relate to them. Mm-hmm. And build that relationship that's going to take us places further and you have to proceed with what you want to be known for right. in capacity. and that has to do with citing your vulnerabilities as a brand
1: it's it's interesting isn't it that maybe in some ways that you know building a brand and becoming known in a certain way it does mean sacrifice in some ways mm-hmm. um you know because i I'm really active in, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm involved in civil activism in my own community. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, you know, instead of just lending a hand, you have to be the hand instead of just talking about the hand, you got to go do something, you know, and I don't really wear that on my sleeve, but I think that, um, you know, there are some sacrifices you have to make, I think, to say, okay, you know, this is, this is part of my business. This is part of my uh, brand this is what I want to be known for. Right. So I know we're, we're, we're winding down on our time here and uh, it just feels like we're just getting going into some very very interesting things. I, know. Maybe, I would love to do this again sometime Amy I thanks for inviting me on and uh, I just want to conclude by thanking you know everybody who's watching today and you know, I never I never take that for granted that you spend time with with me. That's the most precious thing. And just so, thank you very, very much for listening today. And uh, buy Amy's book. It is it is fun. It is remarkable. It, it, it's it's a great, great work. Congratulations, Amy.
0: Thank you i'm i'm so so overwhelmed and appreciative that you read it especially after you gave me such such valuable advice as as becoming an author uh, a first-time author so thank you so much everybody thank you please please give big props and shout outs and and likes to to mark schaefer and for coming on and doing this double interview and go check out his book known i mean these two books really really there are so many parallels but there's also so many reasons why they would go well together as you're thinking about growing it doesn't matter if you want to start a business or just be the rock star within the company that you work for we all have a personal brand that we need to work on and there's some way that video could help you as well so we highly recommend both of our books but um i'm just so pleased and honored that you would join today mark thank you so much for being here and everybody else don't forget to go after what you want Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in socials. I appreciate it. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, go give Mark a shout on Twitter. He is Mark W. Schaefer on Twitter and let him know I sent you. He's such a wonderful guy, absolutely brilliant and somebody I absolutely look up to uh, in this space. So really, really pumped we could share this with you today and hopefully we'll do another one. I would greatly appreciate your thoughts in a iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever you want to leave your comments. Those reviews that you leave are so critical for podcasts to stay alive. So if you have a moment today to go mark however many stars you feel are appropriate and your comments, I would appreciate it. Thank you so much and I will see you on the next one. I know you want to vlog like me. I'll show you how to vlog like me cuz I'm a vlog boss. I know you wanna vlog like me I'll show you how to vlog like me Cause I'm a vlog boss Vlog like a boss, vlog like a boss you Vlog like a boss, vlog like a
1: boss you Vlog like a boss, vlog like a boss you You can vlog like me too